Hey, this is Cooper Smith. I'm one of the student worship pastors at Eastview, and I'm honored to welcome you to our Eastview Students High School podcast. We hope this is encouraging, inspiring, and helpful for you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy the message. So we are, we are switching spaces today, but I just want to say thank you for being here today. This is going to be a fun morning as we continue into the I Am series and the greatness of God and who He is. And if you have a Bible this morning, um, we're going to be in Exodus 3, and more specifically than that, we're going to be in verse 12. If you don't have a Bible this morning, um, love for you to Google Exodus 3.12 if you want to get your phone out. Um, if you need a Bible, you don't have one, um, we'd be happy to get you one. Uh, just come find one of the adults that are here and we can set you up. Uh, if you've not opened a Bible very often, I just want to explain, like, there is, it's, there's a table of contents in the beginning of the Bible, okay, just like a book in school, okay, you can look up where Exodus is, and then it goes by chapters. So we'll be in chapter 3, and then right to, to verse 12. So that's where we're going to be at this morning. We've been going through Exodus this fall, and, and there have been so many good things about this series and this time that we've had. So I really, really hope that, that this time in Exodus that we've been plowing through has been good for your faith, good for your hope, good for your life. I hope it is you leave here each Sunday like feeling a little more encouraged to go about your week, to live out Jesus every day, to search for Jesus every day, to find disciplines and rhythms every day. And I hope this morning will also be really, really good for you. I want to pray for us this morning. Okay, to get us started with Exodus 3. So let me ask that God would, would show us something through this text. Okay, God, we ask this morning that you would be ever-present. Uh, God, if we have not felt you this morning in some way, we know you're there. Um, and we know that your, your greatness is, is here. But sometimes what we do is we don't see it. We don't look for it. Or maybe we do know it's there. We just don't want to identify it. So today, God... Help us to be fully mindful of your presence, fully mindful of your greatness as we go through and talk about you, and talk about your son, and talk about the hope that we have. Amen. All right, so we are in this moment, okay, in Exodus 3, where, where Moses is meeting with God on the mountain, okay, but it is a time and a shift moment for Moses, okay, because um, he is being commissioned in this moment, in this text that we're about to, to read, to, to go and be a part of the rescue of the Israelites, okay? So the Israelites have been in slavery for over 400 years, and we've hit this point where God has heard the cries. We see that in the beginning of Exodus. God has heard the cries of the people, and it's time to do something about it. So he brings this, this, this dude named Moses, okay, who, who has a heck of a story, okay, he was born as a Hebrew, he was put in a basket, put down the river, praying, the mom was just praying and, and hoping that something good would come of this, and he was picked up out of that basket by royalty, okay, and, and he was raised as both a Hebrew and as royalty, and now he's a shepherd, and God interacts with him on this mountain and says, okay, it is time to go. It is time to do something. It is time to be commissioned to move forward with what it is. But if you hear last week, Moses said, well, who am I? Like, who, who am I to do this? Like, I, I can't do this. And, and it really hit to the identity of who Moses is, to the, to the self-doubt of who Moses is, and a lot of questions that I'm sure all of us ask, well, who am I 
to move forward. But God says something here, and he commissions Moses in a crazy, crazy good way. And he says this in verse 12, if you want to pick up. And this is how he answered the who am I to help the people of Egypt, uh, get out of Egypt. He says, God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this very mountain. Okay, so, so you are concerned with what is about to happen, Moses. Like, like God is saying, like in this moment, so, so you're worried about the movement of the mission that I'm giving you. And God says, well, don't worry about that because we have you and me going in this together. And you're about to go, and I am going to be with you. I will be with you, God says to Moses. I will be with you. I will hold you up. I will move forward. I will go with you. And we have no idea, like, the, the, the reason that Moses was struggling in this place, in this moment right now. Maybe, maybe it was self-doubt that he had, had brought in from his childhood. Like, I don't know how you are, but there's a lot of things about my childhood that I bring into my adulthood, okay? And there's things about me that I'm just like, okay, I think I'm the reason and reacted the way that I did was because of six-year-old Matt. And I know that sounds really weird, but you need to understand what happened to six-year-old Matt. Okay, but, but there are things about us that, that cause us, maybe it was the greatness of the task. Okay, Moses knew that he was about to go in front of Pharaoh, and, and Pharaoh was a really bad, bad man. And who knows what, what Moses was about to interact with in this moment. Maybe it was just the fact that Moses was about to lead. And maybe Moses didn't, just didn't feel like he was a leader. Whatever it was, there was something about this situation that caused Moses to say, who am I? And it caused God to say, I am with you. I will be with you. And I want to stop there and get our hands and our heads around this, okay? I want you to, want you to just take, take your hands for a second, okay? And, and, and just do this, okay? Can you just hold them out for a second, okay? And, and I, want you to, I want you to kind of like wiggle them around and go like this, okay? You can even do some, some arm stretches, okay? You can, you can even do some circles, okay? Like you can do this. No way in any shape or form are you hitting God right now. Okay, and in no way, shape, or form are you hitting anybody else unless you have like six feet long arms. Okay, um, but but here's the thing, though. Even within that, get your mind around this. Even within not being able to physically feel God, God is ever present in the greatness of Him in this moment. And He says to Moses, "I will be with you. I will be ever present with you, and the greatness of who I am will go with you." will be with you. Okay, I will be there with you. And I want to make this promise, and I want to make you known, and it known, that I will be with you. Now, now you might think, okay, that, that's great, but that's a, a really old dude in a really old testament standing on a really old mountain. How is that present to me today? Well, we, we get to a later, and we get to the book of Matthew, and Jesus, right before he's about to leave this earth, tells the disciples, I will be with you until the end of time. I'll be with you. And it's this other commission that happens that's connected even with the commission between God and Moses, where Jesus says, okay, I might not be here physically anymore, but I will be with you. And this, this is why this is so important here, students. This should be enough encouragement. Notice I said should be. <laughs> should be enough encouragement for us to look at each day and think, okay, I can tackle this. I can do this. 
I, I, I can make sure that these things happen because I know that God says that he's with me. Okay, if, if, I, if we can just really like hold on to that, dive onto that, into that, and really think about the fact that God says, I'm going to be with you. And then not only that, but God puts on flesh and he walks around as Jesus and he teaches us about who God is. And then he says, I will be with you. All of these things, the ever-present greatness of God is promised to us every day. Every day. But here's what we do, though. This statement should be enough, but how we respond to the presence of greatness, we, we could see it and we could rest in it. And some of you are really, really good at seeing the presence of God and feeling the presence of God and resting in that. Because in a time like tonight or today, like what, even what Aleska said earlier, like we're all tired. And it'd be really great if we responded to resting with God um, because the presence of God is here. Okay. We could also like see and, and, and feel and know the presence of God and worship God in those moments, just like what we did a little bit earlier, but maybe it's not in that grandiose form when you're just at your house doing e-learning and you're like, okay, how do I worship right now? Because that'd be really awkward with my biology teacher right there. Okay, I understand the ever-presence of God in this moment. I understand the greatness of God in this moment, but you're telling me to worship God in this moment. I don't think that would work. I think that might be awkward. Okay, or we could respond in community to God and say, okay, God, I understand that you're here. I'm having a really tough time right now. I need to respond to you through prayer and through hope today. But so often what we do is we hear it, we see it, and we ignore it. You know, in those unopportune times, or even in those opportune times when God shows up and we just say, yeah, no. Or we say, that's great, God, why don't you just sit in the back seat? Let, let me drive for a little bit. Or we just say, okay, God, I know you're present. I know you're great. But really, like, my plans are even more present and even more great. So I'm just going to move forward in those. Like, thanks, God, for being here. But I think I'm going to do this stuff. And, and that's just not us. Like, and I'm not trying to come down on, that's me. Like, I do that. Shoot, I did that yesterday, like, a few times. You know, and I just think like us as people, we tend to lean more towards our own way, our own presence, our own greatness and our own thing. And, and you saw that with, with Moses and the Israelites. The Israelites got mad at Moses right after he rescued them. People left Jesus right after he went to heaven. Like, like people forget, they, they, they stop remembering how the greatness and presence of God is with us. And it's good. So, so what do we do with this? Like, what do we what do? We do? Do, we, do we just sit around and say, okay, well, I can't be mindful of the presence of God every moment. I can't be mindful of the greatness of God every day. So do I even try? Do I give up? And I think that's when we turned into Moses from last week, where Moses is like, well, who am I? And God is like, no, 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 no. Like, Moses, I still believe in you even though you doubt yourself. Like, like, you doubt yourself, but I don't doubt who you are to the point where I'm still going to use you, to the point where God is still going to use us, even if we don't practice the presence every moment, even if we don't recognize the greatness every moment. God is still God, and God is still going to use us, even though we think we can't be used. And that's the goodness 
of God. God offers confidence in Moses. If you see this midway through verse 12, Moses says this, I am the one who has sent you. Okay, I want to give you another piece of confidence, Moses, that it is me, I am, the great I am, that is going to guide you through this. Five times throughout the book of Exodus, Moses, I mean, God refers to himself as I am, meaning I am all things. I am all joy. I am all good. I am all everything that you can think of in this world. I am. There is no box that I can be put in because I am. There is no restrictions that can be put around me because I am. I just am. And you need to know that. Jesus flips the script later in the book of John and refers to himself as I am eight times. It's like, okay, God, I see you, but I'm going to even up you three times. Okay, I am the bread of life, he says. I, I am all things, Jesus says. I want to remind you this today, students, that the great I am is here and he's present. So when we say, who are we? God says, I am. And I will be with you moving forward. And that alone, when I am is involved, good things come together. Good things come together within this. I have no idea what's going on in the world right now. I can't. Like, I have no idea. There's so many different opinions, different thoughts, different, you know, if you're on social media for five minutes, you kind of just want to cry. All right? I mean, really. Um, but, but it's one of those things where, okay, I have no idea what, what the world looks like. I have no idea what we're sending you out to here in a little bit. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. But I have confidence that something good is going to happen because I am is all about restoration. So, so what does this world look like? Post-COVID, what does this world look like in 2021? Maybe not much different than it does in 2020. I have no idea. But through all of it, like our mission at hand, we have to trust that the great I am is at work and that he is with us. And not only should he encourage us in that way, but that glimpse, that, that picture of I am is with us should give us an idea of hope this morning. Because so many of us, I think, feel alone. We feel like we're doing this by ourselves. We have no community. We can't hang out. Somebody's even telling us we gotta go virtual for Thanksgiving. How do you eat turkey over Zoom? I don't know. Like, this is just a mess. And through it all, though, God is just saying, hey, I'm, I'm still with you. I'm with you. And I need to be encouraged by this. Then he continues on. God, even in this one verse, he gives us so much. And he gives us this, this glimpse of what is coming for the Israelites. He, he gives us this glimpse of what is coming to Moses, a picture of what is to come. Wouldn't it be nice to know the outcome of the events that have transpired in 2020? Wouldn't that be nice to just be able to be like, I would love to know like, what's going on. I, I'm, I'm, pretty, uh, I'm pretty tired this morning. I just wanted to let you know that like last night. Um, I, I stayed up late uh, to watch my, my Michigan Wolverines, uh, the dumpster fire of a football program that we are, um, go up against uh, an equally dumpster fire of a football program, the, the Rutgers, whatever, the Rutgers, Rutgers, uh, Scarlet Knights. 
You know, and so they're playing Rutgers and, and everybody in my house is asleep, okay, like, because they're smart. Uh, but me, like, I, I had to stay up and, and watch this football game, okay? And, and by, me, by watching, I didn't watch it because we don't have the BTN network, okay? I uh, didn't want to fork out the extra 15 bucks a month or whatever it is to, to watch this trash. So I'm watching over Twitter. I'm watching a Twitter feed, and then I'm watching GameCast on my phone, okay? And it's going into three overtimes, y'all, okay? Listen, this is depressing, okay? Like, I know depression is a thing, and last night I was feeling it, okay? Because Michigan is tied with this terrible program, and I'm watching this, and I'm just like, I wish I could go to bed. And I wish I could just know what was going to happen, okay? Like, I wish I could just jump over all my Twitter. I wish I could just jump over the third overtime and just be done with this. Like, just be done with this, ugh, that I'm experiencing right now and just go to bed. Michigan did end up winning, okay? I'm sure you care. Probably nobody cares. The only person that would have cared would be DJ because if Rutgers would have won, he would have come in here and be like, hey, how about that, okay? But, but here's the thing. Okay, sometimes we are in these moments and we are in these circumstances in these situations where you're just like, I just wish I knew if I was going back to school on December 4th. I just wish I knew what January looked like for our world. I just wish I could look ahead and see what was going to happen. And Moses was probably standing on that mountain. He was just like full of fear, full of, of like anxiety about what was going to happen. And I think he just wanted to know what is going to happen. So, so God gives him this picture. And I, and I love him that, that, that this happens. It's towards the end of this verse. And he says, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Let me read that again, just in case you missed something. The, the preview that God's setting up here. Okay, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, just stop right there, think about that. Okay, continuing on. You will worship God at this very mountain. God gives him something. It's kind of like a, an ice cream moment. God, God gives him an ice cream moment. I don't know if you ever played Little League baseball. Okay, do we have any Little Leaguers in here? Anybody play? Nobody? Like, nobody played Little League sports? Okay, give some of you did. Okay, like, there, I was going to say, there's got to be some more Little Leaguers in this place. Okay, I played Little League baseball, pitching machine. I was never good enough to go beyond pitching machine. Okay, like, so I was a catcher, and I was awesome. Okay, I just want you to know, because pitching machine catchers, all you got to do is hold the glove right here, because that ball is not moving anywhere else. Okay, you know exactly where you're going. Okay, but, but there were these moments when our coach would see that we were all a little down. Okay, maybe we were playing Little Italy's Pizza and everybody knew that Little Italy's Pizza was going for the championship. Okay, everybody knew it. And the coach is looking at us. We're feeling a little down, going into the game. It's like, okay, guys, after we're done, we're getting ice cream. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, like, let's go, let's go. I don't even care what's going on. Hype moment, hype guy, you just promised me we were going to go get blizzards, okay? This is great, let's play some baseball, okay? And I wonder if God looked at Moses and he's just like, okay, we need some hope here. We need something to excite the moment here. Hey, Moses, I want you to know that when you rescue the Israelites, you're going to come back here to this mountain and worship me. I need you to know, Moses, that this is going to happen because I am with you. And I know, looking forward, this moment 
will happen again. Except the next time, the Israelites are going to be with you. And they're going to be worshiping me in this moment. Hey, Moses, this is going to work out. I am rescuing them so that they can come here and worship me. After this mission is over, you'll be here. You'll be here. Trust me on this one. I love the imagery here because God is telling Moses that the people are going to like, be freed, but they're going to not just be freed from slavery. Okay, like they're not just going to go out and God will just be like, okay, you guys are free. Why don't you set up like a plot of land, set up some small businesses. We really need to get an Amazon distribution center over here because prime. Okay, Uh, don't forget about some coffee shops and for sure get some pancake places going. Okay, like when you're done, like just go ahead and set up a little city, set up a little town. You'll be good to go. No, God rescued the Israelites to be a part of a worship experience for God. God rescued them not for something, but he rescued them to be a part of something great that God was doing in the world in that moment. And I think what we do sometimes is we think about our slavery right now. We think about we just want to be free from things like COVID. I just want, how many times have I said, even this week to my kids, or I've heard my kids say, or I've said to somebody else, I'm just so ready for this to be done. And maybe you've said that too. Like, I'm just so ready for this to be done. My brother-in-law lives in Melbourne, Australia, and they have zero cases of COVID, and he's been trash-talking me all week. He's like, hey, bro, guess what we don't have to do? We don't have to wear masks. And I'm just like, oh, that's great. I'm really glad. I can't wait to be like Melburnians. Melburnians. We'll just call them that, okay? Like, I just want to be done with this. And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, why? So I can go back to meatheads? Like, is that, is that really, like, my destination, like, for whenever we're done with this? Like, is that the purpose so that I can, I can go out to eat again? Or maybe some of you are just like, I just want to be done with this so I can go back to five days of school again. And, and honestly, let's be honest, like, when you get back to five days of school again, what's the first thing you're going to say? Oh, I really wish I wasn't here. It's like, really? Like, we, we waited and we asked God to free us in order to take us back to the world that we once knew? No, that's not what God's wanting to do with freedom. What God's wanting to do with freedom is to take us out of our current circumstances and lead us to something. And that to something is to him. And some of you are coming in today with a lot of slavery, with sin even, in your life. And you know it. And it's, it's shackled you. And it has chained you. And you're just like, I just want to be free. Well, what does that mean? I just want to be free from porn? Is that what that means? Because really, what does that do? That just takes you into something else. What God wants to do is free you from something to take you to something. And what that to something is, is to worship him. And God is standing there with Moses saying, hey, when you are freeing them, you will come here and you will worship me. And I want you to know this morning that God wants to free you from something because the ever-present greatness of God doesn't want you to be slaves doesn't want you to return to something that's normal. He wants to take you to something. And my hope today is that to something is an everyday life of seeking after who God is. 
We have it, right? We have these, these, these everyday moments like written out. We have, we have shirts. We have stickers. We, I'm not wearing a shirt. I don't know why I did that. But we have, we have merch that, that says everyday. And we, and we really promote that idea. But what does that really mean? What I believe it means is that God wants us to seek after him every day. That in our freedom of Christ, we are seeking after God in everything that we do. Will you do it perfectly? No. Did Moses do it perfectly? No. But God still said, hey, I'm with you. I believe in you and I trust you. And more than that, the greatness and the presence of God is with us today. It's with us today. So, So my hope for you students, my hope for you today is that you would have confidence in the greatness of God. You, you would have confidence in the presence of God. Now, now listen, it, it's really easy to like sway with confidence, okay? It's really easy to do that. But ultimately, ultimately, my hope for you is that you would believe and trust that every day you would have confidence in some way of what God's doing in your life that God is with you, that I am is with you, and he wants you to worship him. He believes that. He hopes for that. So, so can we move forward with the name of Jesus this morning? Have confidence in the name of Jesus. Have confidence that he's calling us to something. Have confidence that the ever-present greatness of God is with us today, and it just doesn't stay within this little square building here, okay? But it goes with us every day, and every day we will seek out the presence and the greatness of who God is. Let me pray for you. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the message, we'd love it if you would join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our Eastview Students High School service. We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSM and check out our Eastview Students YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.